welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm so excited. My co-host, Bob Hassan and I, we've been having some really good conversations today with different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm excited about our next guest, Shay. Tell us about her. Oh, Shay Bynes. You, the listeners are going to love her. The first thing she says is that she's a storyteller. And then she says she's a chief fire igniter. And <laughs> when, when you guys meet her, you're going to know exactly what that means. Um, she's a founder of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, which is a movement towards a marketplace, everything. Sean, you're just going to love her. I'm impacting like thousands of people. You told me about her and you yeah. didn't tell me until more recently. And I was like, well, how have I never met her before or connected to her? So I can't wait. Yeah, she's she's profound. And I think, you know, it's interesting her process. And like you think about her process, I think about my process and your process. And how do you think, you know, looking to God affects our process, Sean? Well, it's really interesting because, you know, before you really get that engaged relationship with God, when it's more of just you're learning about who God is, but you don't necessarily have that connection. You know, the Bible hasn't come alive to you yet. Your prayer life isn't that exciting. You're not hearing God's voice yet. Before that happens, a lot of times you'll do business or you'll you'll be in your career and you're serving God in it, but it's more subservient. It's like, I want to do whatever you want. So interrupt me if I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm going to go this way and just do, I'm plotting my course according to biblical principle and show up if I need you, if I'm doing something bad kind of thing, or show up if there's a great big blessing. So it's kind of like a more of a lottery mentality. It's either God's going to strike you if you're doing something bad, or he's going to help you if there's a huge blessing coming, but there's not that day to day. What I love about, you know, like what we're going after and in this show and also in our relationship circle is people who walk with God and that connection, mm-hmm. they understand the word, they understand their prayer life. They understand how to connect to God, but it's, it's all through their whole life. And you're so like that, like you're the same Bob in every version of life. We could bring you to in front of billionaires, or we could bring you in front of the poor, or we could bring you in a party, or we could bring you wherever, and you're the same Bob. And not everybody is party, not so much. Well, you're still the same Bob. You just <laughs> get quiet. You're like, oh, there's so many people. I'm going to sit over here. I'll engage the one in the corner. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I won't, cool. I won't talk to everybody, but I'll talk to them. But I mean, like, like, that's what I feel like we compartmentalize when we're just serving right. God. Yeah. But if we're connected to him, I don't, I mean, we kind of write about this in the Wired to Hear book in a way mm-hmm. where, um, you know, when, when there's that God connection, it just creates that, that surrender to co-partner to him, not just to serve him which is totally different when you're hearing God and you're doing something with him instead of just for him. What do you yeah, think? I, you know, I, the compartmentalization and isolation is a killer. And, you know, we hear of leaders who have had, you know, whatever kind of moral failure or failure. And it seems like when we hear the story, it almost always comes from compartmentalization, then isolation. Yeah. And so, well, and it, some of you have coached, and I'm sure you're the same. They're such a star in the, the career. Mm-hmm. But they're terrible at home or they're terrible with their friends or they're they don't rest or there's something else that they're not good at. And so they just kind of conflict avoid that area and it breaks down and then it affects their career. And we watch that all the time. But when you're walking with God, the same success you're experiencing here, God will speak to you in the midst of that. Uh, but I want you to be that version here. I want you to show up here. I want you. To, there's that conviction of like how to live holistically 
that comes from walking with the Holy Spirit that I think is super unique. I think one of the things that you teach that so blesses me is that God's voice through each one of us is unique. And if we'll take the time to listen and to hear him and to spend time with him, we'll hear his voice. And I think that goes all through our relationship, trying not to be compartmentalized and inviting God with us everywhere we go. It seems simple, but for, for whatever reason, sometimes if we go into a stressful situation or a situation that's right in our wheelhouse, we, we somehow don't think we need God. Totally. Or we just want to control the situation, right? Yeah. Well, what I love about our next guest, Shay, is that Shay Bynes is that she is someone who surrendered her life. I read her show notes and she just, she was a good Christian girl, but all of a sudden came under the power and that relationship of Holy Spirit and that kind of operating system. We need more of that. So I can't wait to hear from her. She's coming up next. Hi. This is Shannon from The Bowls Team. I want to tell you about an exciting offer for our brand new book, Wired to Hear, written by Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. It's about connecting God's voice to your life, influence, and career. If you work for a living or run your own business and you desire to hear God's voice for yourself in the workplace, this is the book for you. Right now, you can pre-order Wired to Hear through bowlsministries.com. You'll receive a signed copy a submission for a free grant, and many other exclusive offers only available through bowlsministries.com. Grab your copy today. Welcome back to the show. This is so exciting because we're talking to somebody that, Bob, you wanted to introduce me to for a while now, Shay Bynes. Shay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really looking forward to this. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's amazing to have you, and you've just been inspiring the world already. So the fact that we get a, a segment of your stories right here is just going to bless the socks off our audience. Awesome. Let's do it. Well, Shay, you and Phil have the kingdom-driven companies, and um, you guys are affecting so many people. But tell us about your like origin story. You came to the Lord, and how did you get here? Yeah, so... I am almost 44. I'll be 44 next week. <laughs> I, it, let's see, I'm a wife. I've been married to my husband for, gosh, 21 years. We've been together wow. since we were 16. Awesome. Wow. Uh, we've got three girls. I'm a born and raised Floridian. So that's kind of the personal side. <laughs> but <laughs> my Jesus story, <laughs> I grew up in the church. I have no memories outside of being in church. My dad was a leader and an elder and all of that. My mom was always volunteering for something. So I kind of grew up in a church environment, but I honestly didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I had a reverential fear of the Lord and I had a reverential fear of my parents. So I kind of knew my parents, Jesus. (laughs) I knew enough to stay out of trouble because I never wanted to embarrass them, but that's kind of how I was raised. So good morals and ethics and character development, all of that stuff, but not a personal relationship with Jesus. I really, it was really not until my thirties, honestly, until I just had such a radical encounter with God for myself that changed everything for me. So it's like, it's funny. We have these conversations about marketplace and business. God met me in the midst of a business conversation, a marketplace conversation. I mean, that's how I really got to know him and how I got to know me and him. But let's see, what else do you want to know? So I actually grew up, I, after I finished college, I started a career at IBM. I went to school for computer science. Oh, wow. so I was a tech person. <laughs> so I was a tech geek, a proud tech geek, and started my career there. 
but I always had a business on the side. And so as I was, you know, kind of going up the corporate ladder in business uh, in the corporation, I still had this business interest on the side, but none of this work life was connected to God at all. <laughs> I had my plans and my goals and I just asked God to bless them in Jesus name. <laughs> so that's my pre-encounter story. But that was the encounter story. Like what was the yeah. intersection when all of a sudden it changed? Yeah. So this was the encounter story. So I, every January at this time, I was still kind of living that compartmentalized life. But in January of every year, I would write out all of my goals and I just ask God to please bless them. And in January of 2009, as I was doing that, like I always did in January, I heard God speak to me about my plans and my goals. And it wasn't just a one-way conversation. And I heard, you're going to leave this job by June of 2010. And I'm thinking... I don't know how that's going to happen. You know, I had a side business, but I had a thriving corporate career and a small business, you know? <laughs> and so when I heard that, I wrote it down. So I'm like, that sounds interesting, but I have no idea. I, I could not create a strategy to make that happen in that amount of time. And I was a strategist. So I wrote that down and I just kind of went out, went through the year working and I kept having these nudges. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be leaving soon. You know, get ready because you're going to be leaving wow. soon. And so I did what any wise, logical, analytical strategist does. And I wrote a long list of these are the things that when these things take place, then I will leave my job. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't seem to accomplish any of those things, but I kept getting these nudges. So I started getting so uncomfortable that I prayed and asked God to please have them lay me off so then I could have a year's worth of severance. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year's worth of health insurance and, you know, all that goodness. And while people were getting laid off around me, I got promoted. (laughs) Jokes. So here's what happened. Here's the encounter. So the first encounter was him saying to me, you were going to leave this job, June of 2010. But when I was at a business conference that following year, now we're in 2010, I'm at this business conference. I was getting ready to go to the last session. I will never forget this. And I was ironing my clothes, getting ready to go. And I heard from God like I had never, ever, ever heard from God before. And I've never heard from him like this way since. And it was one word and it was go. And it's like I heard it in my whole being, you know, just like I knew that was God. And I knew the go was go out of that job. But I didn't know where I was going to. (laughs) So that was the second encounter with God. But this wasn't about relationship. This was this was me. I'm going to leave my job out of reverential fear of the Lord because God has spoken and I've got to get out of this job. So I called my boss the next day and I'm like, man, I don't know how to tell you this, but I've got to give my 30 days notice. And he said, where are you going? I said, I don't know. And he said to do what? I said, honestly, I don't know. And so he wished me well. And my last day at IBM was May 31st, 2010, one day before June. Wow. Of 2010. And so that was kind of the first encounter. But then as I, you know, I went into hustling grind mode. So I'm like, now God's got me out here. I got to make things happen. And so I took all of my time trying to make things happen, you know, in my real estate business. And about six months in, as I'm making very little progress, I hear again, are you done yet? are you done yet? And so, I mean, what do you say to that? You say, yes, I am done. And by the way, why did you ask me to leave my job again? So these are like these small, like small encounters that I was having with God that first kind of shifted me into the mindset of God cares about my work. This is not a separate conversation. He cares about my work. He's leading me somewhere. I don't know where and what, 
but I want to do whatever this is, even though I have no idea where I'm headed. You know, those were those beginning steps. There's so much more. I'm a storyteller, but I don't want to take over the conversation. So I'm going to stop. I know Bob has some questions too, but I'm just thinking about (laughs) someone's listening and they're hearing this. So we obviously, we're going to go further in the story, but that's a radical, Mm -hmm. a radical drive to be able to go and even listen to God. Even out of reverential fear, there's a place of you that obviously love God. And you're saying, I'm going to do something about it. And I love how he took that obedience and turned it into what you're doing now. I mean, like those are the seeds of obedience that it took for, even when you didn't understand them, that it took for you to have the kind of kingdom fruit that we're looking for. It's like we, our process isn't going to be the same. You could have stayed at IBM, maybe had success, but you wouldn't have had this. Right. Your family wouldn't have been this. So I just thank you for taking us this far on the journey, but you got to take us further. Right, Bob? Yeah. I mean, so, and then the kingdom driven entrepreneur movement started and you basically were a tech person with a good personality. Like, what? <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> right. Okay. So now, so we had left, I left the career in 2010, right? And then he gets my attention. So the next couple of years was at least me paying attention as I'm doing my real estate business, me paying attention to what mm-hmm. God has to say and just kind of starting to cultivate relationship with him and in my work context, you know, of life. And what happened was fast forward into 2012, one of my real estate buddies contacted me, said, I met this woman and I really felt like I'm supposed to connect you with her. And so I said, go ahead. So he connected me with this woman who was a business coach out in LA and we're talking and I'm like, she's cool, but I have no idea why he was adamant, you know, that we talk. And at the end of that conversation, this woman says, I have a client that I really feel like I'm supposed to connect you with. And I said, okay, sounds good. So a couple of weeks later, I connect with this woman named Antonina Gear, who was also a business owner. And she also had a full-time career. And we hit it off immediately. And I knew that we met for a specific reason, but I couldn't put my finger on what. So about a month into our getting to know one another as friends, maybe a month and a half, I said, Antonina, I really feel like we met for something specific, but I, I just don't know what it is. And she said, I've been sensing the same thing. So I said, well, let's pray about it and come back in a week. So we did that, came back, talked about some stuff. I'm like, nah, it's none of that. Let's go pray and come back in a week. And so we did this three times. The third time she says, you know, Shay, God gave me these words and I wrote them in my journal. I have no idea what it's about, what he wants me to do with them, but the words are kingdom driven entrepreneur. Now, this was crazy because when she said that, what flew out of my mouth with me having no idea what I'm talking about was that's a community, it's a movement, and it starts with a book. And so we were both shocked (laughs) at what just came out of my mouth, you know? And I didn't even know what a kingdom-driven entrepreneur was. Let's let's be real talk, okay? I didn't even know what does that mean, a kingdom-driven entrepreneur. But I'm telling her it's a community and it's a movement and it starts with a book. So it was a really ridiculous story. So for the next six months, it was me, Antonina, and Jesus. I'm like, what's a kingdom-driven entrepreneur? Have we been that before as business owners? What does that look like? What are we doing? What's on your heart concerning this thing? What is going on? We were the most praying folks. And as we were still getting to know each other as friends. And so for the next six months, we are writing, praying, writing, praying, (laughs) writing, praying, And we released a book and gave it away at, what was that, October of 2012. And we invited people into a Facebook community. And we had no idea what was going to happen after we did that. So we had like 2,000 people who downloaded downloaded the free book, came into this Facebook group, and were like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now what? <laughs> exactly. That's how Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs started. We wrote an operating agreement. It was such a joke. These are things I don't require. I would never advise anybody in any of this stuff with this, but we couldn't deny God was moving. Like we, it was crazy stuff going on that we could not deny it. So we're writing operating agreements. They're a total joke. Like if I die, this happens. If you die, this happens. But what we're doing is a community and a movement that starts with a book and we'll revise this when we know more. Right. It was just insane. You know, but that was, that was our start. (laughs) It's such a beautiful story, Shay. So Let's take a step back. Yeah. And let's our list. Some of our listeners are unemployed. Some of our listeners are hearing a call from God to start something new. Sure. Some are. We just came through a time. So, what would you say to our listeners about kind of the state of where we are right now, and what sense of your wisdom from what you've been through? Yeah. What I do know is that God's always speaking. God's always moving. And when we really align ourselves with his heart and his mind concerning us and the dream he has concerning us and the dreams that are on our heart and we engage. I don't care what's going on, pandemic, no pandemic, you know, recession, depression. It doesn't matter what it is, right? There's just that reality of the kingdom of God that supersedes it all. And so I'd say lean in regardless of the circumstances, lean in. I mean, in any, in any aspect of my story, I mean, we're, gosh, almost nine years after Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs started. So I've got story after story after story of circumstances, situations not making necessary sense. Mm -hmm. But I do know that God's sense is always sensible. So I just lean into that. And then I just take steps. I don't know all the details. You know, I tell people often because I tell people about my tech background because I want people to understand I'm not, I, first of all, I didn't, I wasn't raised in a church that even talked about the Holy Spirit. So let's be clear. Like, I didn't even know. I, it was like, it was father, son, pretty much Holy Bible, you know, for me growing <laughs> up. So I didn't even have a context for that. And I was a tech person, analytical, logical. Mm-hmm. All this stuff was outside of my typical flow. So I'm telling people that even someone like me, who was like super analytical, super strategic, if it doesn't make dollars, it don't make sense. Like that achievement performance driven mentality that I had back then still could heed the voice of the Lord and just know that there was an invitation there and want to explore that. Right. And I feel like in every, what's that? Go ahead, Sean. I was going to say with what you guys are building, it sounds like that's the cornerstone, hearing God's voice and helping other people to cultivate story and a narrative. And I think that that creating that conversation for that, tell us about what it is, Kingdom Entrepreneur, what are you guys building and what does it look like? Yeah. So the whole purpose around Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur is to inspire, teach and mentor uh, Christians, Christian entrepreneurs to do business in partnership with God, led and empowered by the Holy Spirit so they can experience his best and have a greater kingdom impact through, through what they do. We're trying to shift people into this mindset from the mindset of I do this business the world's way to the glory of God to I'm doing business for the glory of God with a kingdom lens, but I'm doing it with the presence of God. And so a lot of what we do is a lot of mindset stuff, a lot of heart posture, but also how to even look at your business operations from a kingdom lens. How do you walk that out? How do you practically do business with God. And so we never okay, show so I accept you as my yeah. mentor right now. You know, bringing those pieces together. And I know what that walk looks like because I've done business. I've done business with integrity, but not with God, you know, yeah. but I also know that that looks really different from walking out business with the presence of God, right? Really leaning into God's voice and thinking about how I flow in my business, every interaction that I have, just like, how do I, how do I operate 
on a day-to-day basis and how do I engage with people in a way that keeps a kingdom over everything perspective, like keep a kingdom lens in the midst of it all. And that changed the game. I mean, that changed everything for me personally. And every time I was learning something, I had a whole group of people who were eager to hear what, you know, what we were learning, like, you know, and so we didn't show up as, hey, we're experts with 10,000 hours of expertise under our belts as a kingdom driven entrepreneur. Come join us so that we can teach you. We were like, we're learning and we'll share with you as we go. And so that's that was with the beginning. It was more like a, a birthing group or a mom. It group. really was. It's like you were, we're just this far ahead. And I yeah. love that because sometimes you need the advice from people who are currently in it learning because there's a different level of like you don't ask your grandparents how to do diapers. You just they're, 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 <laughs> You need people at that same stage of like, how are you guys putting your daughters to bed? Do you need people in business who are like, how are you doing cash flow issues when it, there's no cash flow anymore? Right. You so, like you need people who are like answering the God question part. Yes. Tell me real fast. I know, I know I'm going to give it back to Bob because I, I I'm dominated, but I'm so excited. Tell me about the gap that a lot of people go through where they allow the Holy Spirit to lead them. And all of a sudden their process is different and they're not in control anymore. And then the gap between that and being more like all operated out of biblical principles and then pray that God blesses it. Like talk about that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's definitely a, di- a different dynamic. I, I call one the Christian who happens to be a business owner. Right. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm a Christian business owner or I am a kingdom driven entrepreneur. Right. I mean, there are two. Wow. There's like there's just this. It's very different operating one of the, because the thing is, if you're a Christian who happens to be in business, then you're not necessarily always seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, seeking the king who's the king of the kingdom, right? And his righteousness as you're functioning in business. So you will go, you won't look at God as a source and all the other people and other things as resources. You'll go to the, who you think is an expert on such and such. And I only want that person's blueprint. I'm going to follow that person's blueprint. And then I'm going to go to this and I'm going to go get this information from this person, you know, and you're trying to piece these things together and you're doing it completely apart from what God had, like, what's his heart concerning what you're doing? What's his heart concerning you? What's his heart concerning the people that are supposed to be coming to you? Not what the guru expert said you should be building based off of, but what does God have uniquely for you, there's a lot of times there's there's a difference. So if you're a Christian saying, hey, I'm a Christian who operates my business off of biblical principles and an integrity, but you're doing it outside of that, that relational sitting with the father having an ear to hear, a willingness to move, uh, that operating in faith when it doesn't make sense to your logical mind sometimes, the things that he'll direct you to do, then you'll just, you could find yourself building something that might even be successful in everybody's eyes, but it mm-hmm. won't hit the bullseye on what was on God's heart concerning how you're showing up in the marketplace. And our thing is like, there's an invitation for you to experience his best, his absolute best and have a greater kingdom impact through what you do, you know? And so there's just such a difference. And I know it because I've lived it on both sides of the equation, you know? So Shay, re- remember back to the tension <laughs> of, of, of who you were yes and who you are now and yes. give our listeners some practical some practical tips for like i thought i asked god for that you know when i when i wrote my plan i was like i asked god and then i just did my own thing i hit my own right. metrics etc cetera, etc cetera. yes give us a few give our listeners a few a few tips about how you ended up this way i can but i have to start with a story so <laughs> All right. So in just a couple months, because this was a foundational shift for my life, just a couple months before Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur launched launched in 2012. Remember, I told you I was a performance driven, achievement driven, you know, logical, you know, whatever, operating now in a space that was unfamiliar, but 
seemed yeah. interesting, like I want to follow God. But I still had those aspects of my personality and kind of misplaced identity. So what happened was I was at a conference and the pastor there was teaching on how, you know, God gives us eyes to see, he gives us ears to hear and all of that. And so she asked all the women to sit down and she was going to pray over all of us and ask God to show us something or, you know, to speak to us about something. And so she does this and she's like, okay, if God spoke to you, you know, stand up. All these people are standing up. She says, if, if, if God showed you something, stand up. So now all these ladies are standing up and I'm upset because I'm like, God, you've got me out here. I signed an operating agreement with a complete stranger. Um, I'm on this crazy adventure. You're not, you're not showing me anything. You're not talking to me. And I know there's more to you than I'm experiencing. And that was just kind of like the cry of my heart. And so the pastor was giving the final words of the session and out of nowhere, I fell to the floor. Nobody touched me. This was not a laying on of hand service, nothing. I fell to the floor my wow. nose to the high-heeled shoe of the woman I came to the conference with, and I could not move a muscle. This had never wow. happened to me before. So I'm trying desperately to get up off this floor, and I cannot move. And so I'm eventually realizing, okay, this is God. So I said to the shoe, <laughs> okay, <laughs> clearly, you know, I can't move. You want to show me something. Like, what is it? And as soon as I said, what is it? I had this vision. Again, never had experienced this before. And I'm going somewhere with this. I had this vision where I was a kid on a playground and we were playing the trust fall game where you fall back and someone will catch you when you fall. So I'm falling back. But at the last second, I put my arm back to brace myself for a fall. And I heard a voice say to me, that's what you do to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there like stunned, like lovingly convicted. And he said, do you want to know why you do that? And I said, yeah. And he said, because you have absolutely no idea how much I love you. So then I'm able to get up off this floor. My, my friend's like, what just happened? I'm like, I can't even talk to you about it right now. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the hotel room. And that next morning, we wake up in the wee hours in the morning. She's already on her bed, you know, reading the Bible. And she goes, now tell me about what happened last night. And as I'm telling her the story, you guys, I'm telling her the story. The presence of God shows up in that hotel room. It was so heavy. In the hotel room. Again, I had never experienced this before. All I could do was weep because I knew God is here. And as I'm weeping, I get another vision and it's two hands. And there was two wide hands, open and shut, open and shut. And he says, this is man. Sometimes his hands are open to you. Sometimes they're shut. Sometimes they're open and sometimes they're shut. And you think that that's me. And then Mm -hmm. he showed me two wide open hands. And he said, but this is me. I am your father. I love you. Anything you could possibly want, anything you need, I've got it. I love you. I'm your father. So he's inundating me. And so this this particular encounter I had with him in the next following weeks, I was getting a revelation of love and I was getting a revelation of who I am as daughter. Like he was dealing with my identity stuff. And that was so key because at that point I could say, I know God has my best in mind. I don't have to take the reins. I can follow him. And even if I screw it all up, he still loves me and he will course correct me as I go. And I don't have to operate out of any shame or guilt because I'm not performing well enough or I'm not achieving to what my expectations are because I'm a high achiever. Right. All that stuff was stripped away. And that part was key to my journey. For, for that revelation of love and that revelation of identity was super key because that allowed me to trust and that allowed me to do stuff that didn't make any sense to my wisdom, experience, insights or what have you. So that is a key part of my journey. And so what I, so I'll stop there if you want to say something. No, I, 
I mean, I hate that we're out of time because this is like, we need to have a part two with you because <laughs> I feel like one of the things that we're, we're uncovering kind of in layers is that yes. just your dependency on the Holy Spirit and that mm-hmm. identity core issue of your connection to him has mm-hmm. been the catalyst that's now launched a movement. And I think that yes. that to me is, we need to hear that. If you're listening to this right now, you need to hear that again, like over and over and over, like yes. Shay got here because of that connection place with Holy Spirit. This mm-hmm. is how you were wired this is yes. how you were designed. So I'm so encouraged that you share from that place because that place is exactly what Bob and I are trying to impart even more in that conversation, the business community doing business with God instead of for God. That's and I think it. I love your language. I love your language. Please come back and I do it. I think, Sean, <laughs> most people will be part two. She might be part two, three, four. You know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, I'm feeling what you felt with your friend. There might be something for us to do together. Who knows? Let's see. <laughs> Who knows? I love it. Who knows up to? <laughs> Shay, no, I, I love so it. Much. I love it and appreciate. You know, I just feel like I want people to understand those foundations because it's everything. I mean, it really is everything to take that walk with him yeah. in faith. All the other stuff to do things in his grace, all that stuff. It really does fa- start with that foundation of intimacy with God. And that's how we find our identity. And that's how we get the courage to keep moving. Shay, thank you so much for joining us. You've been such a breath of fresh air. Shay, how do people get in contact with you? The best place to go is kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com. And that's where you can get connected to all the resources that we've got. Love it. Well, we were so excited for Shay to be on here. But yeah. next is one of our favorite segments. Questions from you to Bob and Sean. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Well, welcome back to Questions with Sean and Bob. Sean, we have a question with from Steve from Facebook. Yeah. You might know how to answer this. How to apply a simple prophetic gift, which doesn't sound too spiritual at the marketplace? Yes, this is one of the things we talk a lot about the men, on the mentoring platform to our crew. And we've had many people kind of crowdsource there, share their stories, because we have a lot of business people and marketplace people on our platform. And one of the things I would say is that you're looking to open someone's heart to the thought of who God is or open their heart to his wisdom, either one. Sometimes his wisdom is how they'll see him. It's like Solomon, the queen of Sheba comes and she starts worshiping God because she saw how he built the infrastructure and the, the government and the temple. It was everything. She saw it all. And that preached the gospel to her. That preached the you know Hebrew God to her. And so sometimes the wisdom you come with 
preaches the gospel before the words they do. So I say get rid of all the Christianese language yep. that you can. And I mean, if you need to be honest and say, I really feel like God showed me something you can. But to start out more with, uh, you know, I'm just having a kind of a thought when I'm thinking about our last interaction. And I was just, I just had this insight that might have been helpful to you. And then if they ask you why or where that came from, you could have a deeper conversation on the spiritual side of it. I think so many of us are trying to be so direct that we miss the heart. We miss the heart of God and the heart of the person to try and get a religious principle through. And, and workplace evangelism um, happens best in the context of love and light, meaning we have to be lighter to be light. We have to be lighter in our language, lighter in our principles, especially in this day and age. It's not that you're going to get persecuted. You're going to cut the, the connection off. And it's like turning the heart fire that you have between you off. And so therefore it's cold and you're going to look at them and they're going to go, oh, to talk to you, I have to believe in your God or believe that you believe this about your God. And I've had so many, I mean, obviously I've had thousands of conversations with people, but who aren't saved, but a lot of them I start out with, hey, I just had a thought, is there a Jenny in your life? And I'll, I'll give them a word of knowledge or, or whatever. And they don't even ask me like, where'd that come from? A lot of times they just are like, what else? They don't even know I'm a Christian. So, and then I get to introduce them to something. But the last thing I'll say about it is that, you know, we're called to plant seeds and God's called to bring salvation. So if we know that, then we don't have the responsibility to try and seal a deal in that moment. And therefore we're not being pushy. We're not using it as a moment to mm -hmm. exploit something. We're just loving well. And so you might just be there to plant a seed. I do ask the Lord, like if it goes really well, is this the time that you want to harvest them? Is this the time you want to present the full gospel to them? And 99% of the time, it's not, unfortunately, but I've led hundreds of people to the Lord through one-on-one evangelism. Literally, that's not an exaggeration. So I have a pretty good barometer of when it's God and when it's not. And I would say the majority of the time, it's not, which means I'm just there to love. I'm just there to be another voice to help them to navigate wisdom. And how many times do we look back on our past life uh, before Christ and we look at all the times that God was there and present through kindness or through a coach or through a teacher or someone saying the right word at the right time? When we get to heaven, we'll watch each other's lives like Netflix, you know, we'll see Jesus interlaced in all those moments that were both intentional from the person who, who had him with us and then unintentional from just the good coach or choir teacher or football, you know, whatever, you know, we'll just see God in those moments. And so it's important to be intentional. Sean, that's such a beautiful answer to that question. I almost feel like it's not fair that we got to ask you that question. The only thing I would add is that people in the marketplace love good ideas. And if Absolutely. you come with a good idea, exactly how Sean explained it, people are going to be receptive. Thank you so much, Steve, for the question. Go to www.bullsministries.com. Look for the Ask a Question with Sean and Bob and ask us your question. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.